0: E-S-N-Y
1: Very, important. Oh,
0: okay. Alright, go ahead.
1: We have the selection of the winner of the free tickets. <gasps> Woo! Oh, I had the hat. Let's see. Yep, I got all the post-it notes in here. I wrote them all down. It took nice. a little longer than I was expecting. People are very nice. Thank you, everyone, who gave us a five-star review. Once again, fuck you to the guy who didn't.
0: What? What a guy. He just doesn't understand.
1: All right, let's pick one. Uh, I got to uncrumple it now.
0: Oh, my gosh. And you did it on post-it notes, too, so it's probably all yeah, stuck it's gonna together. it's going to be all
1: sticky. Oh, no. Oh, I ripped it already. Oh, no. Mike B. <gasps>
0: <Way> <gasps> Mike, go, B. Mike B. All right. Thanks, Mike B. And you are going to go see the Yankees.
1: Yes, Mike B. I will be DMing you, um, and this will be the very last time anybody ever sees a video of me on this podcast without a hat on. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of bad. In.
1: I know. I mean, I do have hair. It's nice to prove to the people that I do have hair. But
0: right, it's confirmed he does have hair, but it's just very strange because he's always wearing a hat every time I've seen. Always him. Always wearing a hat. Yeah.
1: Ugh. All well, right. Well,
0: we never we didn't do the introduction.
1: I know we didn't. I wanted to get the the contest out of the way first, so we didn't accidentally forget about it. And when I say we, I mean definitely me. I would have accidentally forgotten about it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: But <laughs> this is now. Oh god! Now I got to double check. What is this? Forty two. Forty
0: three.
1: Forty three. Yeah. Uh, this is episode forty three of the Bleacher Creatures podcast, presented by Elite Sports New York, and as always by Rivercrest NYC. And my understanding is that you came prepared to this podcast.
0: I did. But also, I just want to say that, you know, we haven't done this um, yet so far. Like we haven't even introduced ourselves. So hello, everyone. My name is James Kelly. Yes. (laughs) That's a joke. I'm Allison, in case you didn't know.
1: Yes. And I'm clearly James, the person with the hat.
0: Yes, exactly. So now that you all know who we are, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Uh, sorry I had to I just had to um all right
1: you got you have a lot of stuff up your up your sleeve for this episode
0: I do and I think we should start solely with Yankee stuff um I think just just to get that out of the way and then if people decide that after the Yankee stuff they don't want to listen anymore because they just want to talk about the Yankees then we can go into the rest of the crap that's going on in Major League Baseball um so, I don't yeah. know why
1: anyone would want to do that. Our funniest material is the non yankee stuff.
0: By far. I don't know. Maybe today will be even funnier as Yankee stuff. I am wearing my my sassy That's Baseball Susan sweatshirt.
1: Oh, great hoodie. Great hoodie.
0: <sighs> my favorite hoodie. It's from Roto Wear. That is not a paid ad. They do not pay us for that. But I did get it from Roto Wear. And it is the best.
1: So All right. What do you got?
0: So going into Yankees news and in the future, when I do Yankees news, I've decided I might craft a little rap to like announce it all. And then we go all into it today. Uh-huh. I didn't have time to do it. I'm sorry. OK, um, but, you know, let, let's get into it, shall we? Um. All right. So right off the bat, <laughs> Miguel and Duhar going to be playing multiple positions in spring training this year. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm in the school of camp that thinks it's kind of pointless. I mean, he's obviously not going to play the outfield. We have too many outfielders as it is. Uh, first base, I mean, are you going to do a platoon type situation between Voight and Andujar? I don't think so because they're both righties. I just think you're going to have to find some at bats for him at DH or you're going to have to find some playing time for him at third base, which I don't think is impossible because he might be bad at defense, but not all of our pitchers are ground ball pitchers anymore.
0: That's true. Um, I definitely think that obviously the goal behind this is to make sure they're keeping his bat in the lineup, um, whatever way possible. So they're just kind of looking at positions that are could be questionable. You know, left field, you've got Brett Gardner, who, well, actually you don't have Brett Gardner. He's going to start in center field. So left field, you either got Clint Frazier or Stanton, Um, you know, third base,
1: don't, don't forget about the stockman.
0: My bad, my bad. Forgot about him. Um, (laughs) so yeah, you've got those positions. You got first base, which is still kind of a question mark. You know, you have Luke Voigt, you have Mike Ford. There really isn't, um, I think the clear cut favorite has to be Luke Voigt, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, you know, they want to keep that bat in the lineup and I don't blame them. He's got quick hands. He's got a great swing. He... He needs to be in the lineup.
1: Absolutely. Also, speaking of Mike Ford, uh, could you imagine talking to 2019 Allison before the season started? I mean, like, you know who's going to have the best bat flip of the year? Mike Ford. Mike Ford, out of all the people on the Yankees, is going to have the best bat flip of the year.
0: I mean, I am still partial to Aaron Hicks, you know?
1: That was a bigger moment, yeah. But I think, I don't know, something about Fords was just like... He just, he threw it so far and it's Mike Ford. It's not Aaron judge.
0: Right. Like this guy who
1: just came up midway through the year and is like, yeah, I'm going to toss the shit out of this.
0: Well, you know, I think that when it comes to Mike Ford's bat flip, he, the best part was that he like went and he paused staring at it, admiring it. And all of a sudden he's just like, Oh, right. I forgot to flip this. And just like nonchalantly just flips it.
1: That's pretty great. Pride of Princeton.
0: Pretty great. So yeah, um, uh, they basically said Miguel and Duhar will be practicing at different positions. Um, I think it's good news. Uh, however, there have been trade rumors, of course, for Anduhar, but I'm not sure if that's just people kind of stirring the pot because it was just sitting too long.
1: Yeah, it it's been a quiet off season for the Yankees since Garrett Cole signed, and now that I think the Astros stuff is starting to die down a little bit, people are starting to gear up pitchers and catchers in two weeks. Like it's it's time to start getting a little bit crazy again. And right. trading Miguel Andújar is one of those things where it's like this is this is prime internet crazy where we this guy's bad at defense, he's worthless. Let's get him out of here. Let's trade him for a top-flight starter, which is not realistic whatsoever.
0: No, no. Not in his current state. Um, you know, maybe if it was after his rookie of the year campaign, sure, I could see it, but after being off for a whole season and still not being great on defense, I don't
1: think so. Yeah, I think I think there's a really interesting way to get him at bats though, because mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, you have Stanton can play left field. You're gonna want him to take most of his at bats at DH because of his health issues. But last year, we were looking at James Paxton was the only pitcher in our in our rotation. It was like that's our strikeout guy. He's gonna come up into the game. He's gonna get a lot of strikeouts. But this year we have Garrett Cole and J. Happ. He's a fly ball pitcher. You're talking about two guys where maybe if you don't have the best defensive infield possible, you can survive. That's
0: true. You're always right, aren't you?
1: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> some days. Some days you're right.
1: Not at all. <laughs>
0: um, so... Beyond that, um, this is kind of like a tidbit of news that is not so much within the Yankees organization. But this gentleman was in the Yankees organization. Eduardo Nunez has signed a minor league deal with the Mets and will be invited to training camp.
1: That's the second ex-Red Sox the uh, the Mets signed this year, right? Who's yes. uh, they picked up a catcher, right? Uh,
0: did they? I thought I, they picked I up. Uh, what's his name? Porce- didn't they pick up Porcello? Oh,
1: Porcello, Porcello. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. You're right. Yeah, so, Very big difference there.
0: Yeah, there, there's quite a difference. But yes, mm. um, so Eduardo Nunez might be playing for the Mets. Hmm, interesting. At least he's off the Red Sox because it seemed that when he was on the Red Sox, they all just loved him and it made me sick.
1: Yeah, no, that was our guy. That was our original, like, that was the stopgap between Jeter and Didi. It was like, yeah, like Nunez, he's just kind of here. Nobody really expects him to stay here, but I mean, he's fine for now, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he'll work. That'll be okay. Um I'm just, you know, I'm glad it's not with the Yankees. I'm I'm glad it's with the Mets, but I I don't see that as a as a terrible move. You know, he's a pretty he, he's a pretty slick infielder. I think he'll do fine there. Yeah. Um okay. Next topic, Luis Severino is Oh boy. practicing to be the DH um clearly did you see his freaking swing on his gender reveal pitch
1: it was gorgeous i wrote a whole blog a on it
0: beautiful swing beautiful swing and I think, oh yeah i pulled the
1: launch angle too i think i went really deep into it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yes Luis marino and his wife um are expecting they had a gender reveal party just as every millennial does and uh it's going to be a girl so congratulations, and if you haven't seen the video yet, go and take a look at the video. His swing is a thing of beauty.
1: Oh, yeah, especially for a pitcher. I mean, listen, we want to play in the World Series this year. Luis Severino's start might end up in the National League Park.
0: I was going to say, not... maybe he's, maybe he's going to take a bats away from uh, Stanton. Who knows?
1: Who knows? With a swing like that, I'll tell you, Brian Cashman has got his analytics nerds on it right now. We're like, please analyze this. What was the bat speed? What was the launch angle? What was the exit velo? Let's go. I need to know what I'm working with here.
0: I mean, let's be honest. He did drop his back shoulder a little bit, but you know what? He's a pitcher. Okay, we we let him have his his thing. But if he's gonna crush a home run in the World Series, I'm okay with this.
1: Yeah. Uh, more importantly, though, universal DH. Mm, yes. Severino will never take an at bat. Universal DH. Please.
0: What do you mean? He's got four days between his next start.
1: Uh, we'll see. again, he dropped his back shoulder.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So maybe maybe one of those days he'd be served as a DH, right?
1: Yeah, we'll see. Maybe send yeah. him down to AAA and work it out. But either way, it was announced that the Universal DH could be showing up as early as 2021.
0: Honestly, I have no problem with that at all.
1: I am sh- So, so, so ridiculously for the universal DH. It is, this is going to be my rant for the episode right here, because this is one of those things that really gets me, like, really gets me going with people who say, oh, but it takes all the strategy out of the game when you have a DH. Who cares? Who cares? Because I I have to look at the stat. I don't remember the exact year to year, but pitchers had a negative 22 weighted runs created. Since I, it was probably since like 1900, and they just get worse every single year, because in 1880 when they were moonlighting as plumbers, they, uh, there was no point. You're seeing 85 at most. If a guy could throw 90 in 1880, that's like whoa, this dude's the best pitcher of all time. But now it's every any asshole can come out of the minor leagues and gas 95 plus or break your kneecaps with a with a curveball. The pitchers aren't built for that. They're not built to hit today.
0: Unless you're CC Sabathia. He loves to hit.
1: Yeah, but like he's like... We're talking about the very slim, slim portion of pitchers who are just exceptional all-around athletes. Like, Madison Bumgarner loves to hit. He's good at hitting. Jacob DeGrom, pretty good hitter. CC, not a bad hitter. Not bad. He didn't hit a lot, but he's got a nice swing. He plays softball. It is what it is. But, like, do I really need to see, like, Mike fulton taking that bat? No, I don't care. It's non-consequential. Steven Strasburg, I don't even know if he's a good hitter, but I don't care to see him hit. I'd rather see somebody on the bench hit. That's their job. They're hitters.
0: That is true. Their pitcher's job is to get out there and pitch seven innings, eight innings, and be phenomenal. So you know what? I, I see where you're coming from, and I totally do approve. I have always hated watching... Okay, just kidding. I love watching pitchers hit. I think it's hilarious. It's, but no, then... it's for the
1: comedic effect.
0: Right, exactly. It's for that. But just the amount of injuries, like, we're all Yankee fans here. Um, Ching Ming Wong, that was by far one of the worst memories that's been ingrained in my mind forever. Him running yeah, the was... bases, coming up limp after having almost like a Cy Young caliber season.
1: Yeah, he was never right again after that.
0: Nope, exactly. Masahiro Tanaka strained both hamstrings tagging from third and going home.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) That's so bad.
0: One hamstring. Yeah, two hamstrings. What the hell? No, pitchers should not be out, you know, running the bases. They should be focusing on pitching. And yes, for the every once in a while that a pitcher hits a home run. Oh, my God, it's so much fun. But Even last year, I saw it with Luis Sessa. I don't remember where he was playing, but he had the biggest swing swung out of his shoes just to try and hit the ball. And everyone's like, oh, ha ha. Next inning, he comes up and gives or comes in and gives up two runs.
1: No, don't don't do that, Luis, please. But I don't think they
0: should even have to like they shouldn't even have to go up there. Like it it should not be a thing. If a pitcher wants to hit, if Madison Bumgarner wants to be in the lineup, take it up with your manager and do it fine. Whatever. But don't go making these guys just have to go out and, and swing and miss because it's an automatic out. I mean, the batting average for pitchers, I did an article on this a couple of years ago. At the time, the batting average for pitchers was like 106. It was, I think
1: it's 108 right now.
0: Ah, see, there you go. Pretty close. And yeah. how was that fun to watch? That's not going to score you runs. That's not going to improve the game at all. What's going to improve the game is you got you got a guy like David Ortiz, who is the primary DH, coming out and slugging you know, 45 home runs a year. That's what's enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see Walker Bueller six innings into a, an awesome start and then the Dodgers say, I don't know, we have a runner at second right now, only one out. I think we can maybe scratch this run across, but we have to take our best pitcher out of the game who's a, who's throwing an absolute gem. It's a nothing nothing game. We have one chance to score and we have to let our pitcher go. Like and that's, that's a great dumb. Point.
0: Yeah. That's dumb. That's, that's such a great point too because it's not just about um the at bats, it's about once they get on base, what the hell are you going to do? You can't steal a base to get in a better position like you could if maybe Brett Gardner came up and pinch hit. You can't have an easy tag from second to third or, you know, like Aaron Judge might do or even a tag from second to home. You can't do that when you've got a pitcher on the mound, a pitcher on the mound. Oh my God! Excuse me, a pitcher on the base paths, then having to go out on the mound the next inning. It's just
1: not. It's fine. It's fine. You're you're an American League person. Yeah. Your brain does not compute having pitchers at the plate. Mine doesn't either. It's stupid. It's does so not compute.
0: dumb. If anyone here is a National League fan and wants to tell us why having a DH is a problem in the National League, I would like to know. Because I really would like to know how it's fun watching your pitchers go up and be 0 for 4 or put down a sacrifice bunt that doesn't even work.
1: Yeah, I, I think I saw somebody today who tweeted at Jared Karabas, uh Red Sox fan, public enemy number one. And he said, uh, listen, like, I, I love the American League. I love the Red Sox more than anything. But the DH is my least favorite thing about the entire game. How? <laughs> Your hero was a DH. David Ortiz is the hero of the Red Sox. There is nobody in Red Sox history who is David Ortiz. And that guy did not play the field.
0: So thinking about that, and that, that kind of gets me thinking about the World Series. Um, you know, just the fact that you've got players out there who are primary DHs like David Ortiz. And I remember when the Red Sox went to the World Series and they were like, do we sacrifice defense to have him in the lineup? Or do we just take them out of the line of together? You know, it's one of those questions, too. So people will be like, oh, yeah, National League has the advantage because their pitchers are, you know, practicing hitting and stuff like that. Well, guess what? Your pitchers are hitting less than 100 on the season. So how is that any better? Get the guys out there who can hit the ball and are proven to get hits who maybe have like a 350 batting average and let them play. We got to do this DH thing. We got to at least try it, Right.
1: Yeah, get get a guy in there who is has been trained his entire life to hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. From the day he was born, he has had a bat in his hand. Like, get that guy in there. Don't get me the guy who took 20 hacks in the cage before the game and was like, all right, skip, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> Luis Sessa. Oh, still love him, but oh, my God, that was terrible. That
1: was atrocious. I think Did his helmet fall off his head?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure it he did. did.
1: Did he do the full spin? I think he might have done the full spin too, <laughs> he right? He did
0: not. It wasn't like a cartoon, okay? okay? He just literally <laughs> saw a pitch, his eyes just bulged out of his head, and then he just missed it. Oh, because he's used, a, we love Luis. he's used to throwing 95-mile-per-hour fastballs, not hitting them, okay?
1: <laughs> All right, that took us way off topic for the Yankees for a hot second there. No, but... that's
0: okay because we did talk about the Yankees in that aspect, did we not?
1: We did. You're right. You're right. We did. But to bring it all the way back full circle, we have the announcement of our fifth starter. Yep. It's Jay hap
0: <laughs> Yes. How many people hated that announcement?
1: I mean, I, I, I think we saw it coming just because yeah. I think we saw it because of the options. I think Brian Cashman said it was because Jay hap had a good month and a half at the end of last season. And I did not like that.
0: You didn't like the fact. Ooh, I'm watching the Syracuse game right now too, so I'm trying. I'm actually
1: watching it too. I put it on for solidarity.
0: Oh, thank God! You're the best. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yes, uh, J hap. You know, he can he can be good, and when he's good, he's good. He's been good in the AL East for years. I think it's good.
1: I mean, I I think it's different now. It's because of the juiced balls. I guess what ball we're playing with next year really plays a huge factor into whether or not Jay Happ can be effective. Um, I mean, he only I think his average fastball velocity was only down like one mile per hour this year, which at going into his age 37 season. That's not bad. That's I not can terrible. live with that. But if if the ball is going to be flying the way it was last year, like I don't want that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, I think, you know, Jay Hap is he's a veteran. He definitely has experience. You've got Jordan Montgomery coming back from missing an entire season. Plus, he only had one good season under his belt. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen. Honestly, I think it's a it's a good plan at least to start off the season, see what happens, maybe ease Jordan Montgomery back into this. And you know what? Maybe if J Happ pitches really well, you keep him for the rest of the season or you can trade him for maybe a bigger haul at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I think it is the right move. I just don't like, I don't like the way we got there. I don't like the, well, he had a month and a half pretty good pitching last year. So I don't, I don't really like that part of it because I don't trust that. But if you're going to tell me that it's just because Jordan Montgomery has options and, you know, we'll see what Jay Happ can do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that, that's tough when you do that. I mean, it's almost like Kyle Higashioka. You know, that's that's why they didn't sign certain backup catchers because they were like, we want Kyle Higashioka. That's why they didn't sign Austin Romine again um, because Higashioka has no more options.
1: Yeah, they they don't want to lose him, but they don't really want... I don't think they want him to be the backup catcher every day, but they don't want to lose him more than correct. they don't want to play him.
0: Yes, that is a very odd statement, but you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so also I want to talk about the uh the prospect lists. A bunch of lists have come out about the top prospects in baseball. Um baseball prospectus put two Yankees in the top prospect list. Um oh my cat sorry, the cat's stepping on the computer. Um yeah, <laughs> it, it wouldn't
1: be it wouldn't be an episode without the cat.
0: It wouldn't be an episode without Tori joining in with us. Um so Tori, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see <laughs> So baseball prospectus listed two, uh Debbie Garcia, as well as uh, Jason Dominguez.
1: I am so excited how high <laughs> Dominguez is being rated already. I mean, because it's only going to go up.
0: 16. He's 16 years
1: old, has not played a professional baseball game yet.
0: No.
1: And what was he? I think he was ranked as high as 38 in one of them.
0: Uh, let's see the forty sixth in the baseball prospectus. um the other one I know was, a few
1: come out, yeah. But. the one
0: that was, other one was Baseball America, which also had Debbie Garcia, but it had Dominguez even um I, stop it at fifty four. <laughs> and he was the um he was the highest ranked Yankee,
1: yeah. I mean, we're talking about a, a top fifty give or take prospect based on what what articles you're looking at based on mm-hmm. what website you're you're taking your rankings on we're looking at a top 50 prospect who has not played a single game yet. Yep. yep. This is just all off Instagram videos and just pictures of him looking like he's built like a brick shit house.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, he's exciting. I I at 16 years old to be that huge and that good. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen him play defense. We've really only seen him, you know, hit, but his hitting is very impressive.
1: Yeah, and I mean, defense, at 16, defense is totally teachable. Nobody tell Mm -hmm. Clint Frazier, but
0: he's not 16
1: anymore. Yeah, they say he has elite speed, too, which is very promising. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just everything, everything sounds good. How often do you get somebody who's their scouting player comps are, I don't know, something between Mike Trout and Mickey Mantle?
0: Right, that's Absurd, <laughs> absurd. And he joined the the Twitterverse and he started posting pictures and stuff. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, I love this guy already!" Like, I just I can't believe he's 16 years old. He looks like he's a 32 year old man.
1: Oh yeah, he he looks. He's gonna be like an Albert Pujols case where he's gonna turn 30 and we're gonna be like, "Why does his batting average go down like a hundred points here?" And it's gonna be like, "Oh, it's because he's actually 46 right now."
0: <laughs> it's, it's like in the bench warmers when the guy's in the woods and he's like i am 12 and he's got his birth <laughs> certificate that says i am 12 that is probably what's happening with jason dominguez right now like he's got a fake birth certificate that says i am 16 because he looks so old <laughs> i'm sorry please don't investigate him i'm sure he's 16 years old he no just he's looked-
1: definitely 16 definitely yeah. 16 it's yes. fine. nobody's nobody's listening to this. Everything's fine.
0: <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> okay. Uh Debbie Garcia, though, um he was also ranked uh, he was ranked in the baseball America at ninety two. Um, and I was looking at some of his stats and everything, excuse me. And he played in the minor leagues last year. He, his uh, overall win loss record in ERA are not quite as impressive as I would like, but he struck out one hundred and sixty five guys in one hundred and eleven in the third
1: innings. Yeah, that's what I like, the strikeout stuff. Yeah. I think that, He's... I mean, that's obviously going to profile to a bullpen piece at the end of the year if we really mm-hmm. need it. Like, if the starting rotation is solid, there's no reason to bring up a 21 year old kid just to throw him into the mix. But, I mean, you can do a little what they did with, like, Steven Tarpley, but just give mm-hmm. him a clear, defined role instead of what mm-hmm. they did with Tarpley, where it's like, I don't know, you're going to kind of start this day, but maybe you'll do some long relief. No, just tell. I mean, just tell Garcia, hey, you're coming up for September. You're pitching maybe the sixth, seventh inning. That's it. We're not going to use you in different ways because we're very focused on developing a 21-year-old talent who can strike out 160-plus in 111 innings.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, All right. And then moving on, um, did see some videos circulating around the Internet this week. Um, One in particular Greg Bird looks jacked, and he's crushing home runs in batting practice.
1: Uh, I got nothing for it. Listen, I I know Yankees fans hate Greg Bird. Uh, I also wanted him very, very far away from the Yankees last year. But, I mean, you also have to take a step back and be like, all right, this is an actual person. I hope he has a very successful career wherever he goes. You and me both know it's going to be the Colorado Rockies.
0: Yeah, for whatever reason, like in my mind, that is exactly what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, because c- it's perfect. And it's all, the perfect
0: landing spot for the bird.
1: Yeah, and his whole career, it's just going to be a conversation of, oh, well, Greg Bird wasn't good with the Yankees, but look at his numbers in Colorado. Is it the course Field effect? I mean, that's just that perfectly c- encapsulates Greg Bird's career.
0: I agree, and yeah, the the videos I've seen, he looks he looks jacked. Obviously, he's doing some fishing because he keeps posting on Instagram. Um, yeah. But he looks like a that, wild
1: man in that one post.
0: <laughs> well, he's embracing the uh, the fact that he doesn't have to shave anymore.
1: No, that man hasn't smiled a single time either.
0: No, he did his last one. He was smiling. It was it, it was it looked nice. Um, <laughs> just. Just okay. Um, So anyway, but his his swing, though, like I just kept watching his swing over and over again. The guy's got a swing of beauty when when he's on point, he's on point when he's not. He's so far off. And I I loved having him on the Yankees. A lot of people didn't love having him, Uh, but I really wish him well wherever he goes. And if he ends up in Colorado, uh, we told you so.
1: Yeah, I also wish him well, but I'd also like to go back to 2018 James and slap him in the face for thinking we were going to put Greg Bird in between Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton to quote unquote break up the righties.
0: Um, Yeah, but I also 2017 Allison was was bad, too. Uh, 2017 Allison said that Greg Bird was going to be the next Yankees captain. So, oh, oh,
1: 2017
0: Allison was not good.
1: Oh, 2020 no.
0: Allison is much smarter and she knows that it's going to be Aaron Judge. But yeah, of
1: course, I think we're just waiting on the long term contract for Judge. He's got it locked up. No one else is going to be the captain, which need oh, a yeah. long term contract.
0: Absolutely. Do you think that Aaron Judge could be a lifer?
1: Uh, I think this year is going to have a lot to do with it. Yeah. OK,
0: OK, that's fair I, enough. Yeah. I, I wish he would be. I, I I'm like desperate for a lifer. I just need another lifer. Because you see Derek Jeter, um, you know, you just watch him. He emulates everything that the Yankees organization is all about. And I grew up watching him, and he was – I never had to buy two separate uniforms, you know. I only had to buy one jersey for him. And I'm just – I'm desperate for another lifer. And I'm hoping that's going to be Aaron Judge, but we'll see.
1: We'll see. I think – I mean – Maybe he'll go the, the Brett Gardner route in the late years of his career where it's just like, or we'll give him a six, seven-year contract to really let him get his payday. And then the back end, it's every year it's going to be, well, are the Yankees going to bring back Judge. Well, look, he's actually surprisingly still really good.
0: He's, I and he's feel just like gonna, he's always going to be.
1: Yeah. That nice, stable presence in right field. I think Glaber Torres has a good shot to be a lifer. I don't know. I got a gut Ooh. feeling about it.
0: Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So... This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. The last Yankees topic as of right now. Giancarlo Stanton was posting a workout video of him bench pressing a former Victoria's Secret model. What did you think of that?
1: Uh, I thought it was good fun had by all.
0: I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was like just made us realize what a guy he is <laughs> like whoever gets yeah, he's a he's a dude he's a he's a tree for god's sake this guy's <laughs> huge okay but listen leave him alone my god the second he posted that video people are like oh aren't you supposed to be like doing yoga and stretching and like all this other oh stuff or god. like this is so easy i could do this guys if you consider yourself a yankee fan Whatever frickin player puts on those pinstripes, you better be cheering for them. Do not question him when he's working out. Do not question him when he's not working out. Let the guy do his thing and let his performance speak for himself. You have no Absolutely. idea what, You have no idea what's going to happen this season. Do not go against the guy on your own team, because trust me, that guy could beat you up.
1: John uh, Carlos Stanton could beat literally anybody up. Maybe not Yasiel Puig, that guy's a psychopath, but
0: Yeah, you're true. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, he doesn't work out. He gets shamed. He works out. He gets shamed. What is he supposed to do, James? We talked about this before. uh... Is he supposed to like freaking cure the coronavirus or something? And then I'll tell you what
1: he has to do. The only way to get Yankees fans to leave him alone is to give back all the money.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Listen,
1: I mean leave? that's what all they care about.
0: Freaking leave the guy alone. You got Luke Voigt posting workout videos, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, the guy! He works so hard. He's so great." Stanton does the same thing, and and he's not working hard either. Come on.
1: If you're that's a baseball fan, making three hundred mil, and Luke making like six hundred thousand. If you're a baseball
0: like fan, cheer for your team. I don't care. Cheer for your team.
1: That's all. I I don't want to see anybody in the comments either. But, oh, I can do that. Or, oh, why don't you do some yoga? I mean, these are the same people who they have to call out of work the week after their Thanksgiving football game because they're still sore. You're going to tell me you can do this shit? No, you can't. Stop lying to yourself. Don't lie to us.
0: And we all know the people that are commenting on it and making fun of him are also the ones that are sitting on their couch binge watching the resident. Okay.
1: absolutely the resin. i've never heard of that show oh
0: it's a great show actually i'm binge watching it right now but the (laughs) the key is i haven't gone on twitter and shamed him for it
1: no of course not because you're a decent person who knows that maybe he did do yoga after the part where he was bench pressing a supermodel which do you think makes for better instagram content bench pressing a supermodel or doing yoga
0: if it's yoga we know What's better content, goat yoga, (laughs) goat (laughs) yoga, goat yoga, or Adriana Lima?
1: I mean, it's Adriana Lima. I don't even know what goat yoga is.
0: Oh, James. All right.
1: What is it? Is it? Oh, wait. Is that the yoga that you just do surrounded by goats? Uh, Yeah. All right. That's the better one. That's the better one by far.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it definitely wasn't goat yoga or else he would have posted that instead. So you know what? Get this man some goats. He'll do goat yoga, and he'll put up a video of it. You guys can leave him alone. Okay? Just leave him alone. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'll tell you what. I am loving Instagram workout season.
0: (sighs) It's the best. I can't stop watching all these videos. Glaber Torres, like, in the middle of this whole scandal is just, like, acting like nothing's going on, and he's, he's getting swole. And He's
1: getting huge. Yuck. He's got Gary Thorne shaking in his boots.
0: <laughs> hmm? Gary
1: Thorne. For, for anybody who didn't get that, that's the, that's the Orioles broadcaster who last year when Glaber was just gone. To own, he was on a tear the entire year against Baltimore. And Gary Thorne's just sitting in the booth like, stop pitching to him. Just stop.
0: <laughs> I bet you that Glaber Torres is working out solely for Gary Thorne. I bet you. If Gary Thorne... Oh, that's right. He's a Baltimore Orioles dude. So his office is probably. Where do you think his office is?
1: I don't know, Baltimore.
0: <laughs> ah man, his
1: office is the booth. His office is. The I booth. bet
0: you, Glaber Torres is going to join a gym in Baltimore just so he can work out there and walk past Gary Thorne's office every single day this off season.
1: Yeah, I tell you, Paul O'Neill is definitely doing that.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. In fact, he's waiting there for the content.
1: Oh, my God. I bet Glaber looks huge. Glaber might. He might fuck around and hit 45 home runs this year.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that could be a thing. That He's hes looking good. Um, obviously, we haven't seen anything from DJ LeMayhew, from Brett Gardner in terms of, you know, doing all the workout stuff. But we never do. Does Brett Gardner and
1: even have an Instagram?
0: No, Brett Gardner's got nothing. He's social media no. silent. That makes sense. No, no Twitter. And honestly, it's smart for him. You know, he's a veteran player. And he's also... Got a little bit of a temper, so I'm sure that (laughs) it wouldn't be good.
1: That would be incredible. If it's just after a game, Brett has a bad game, people start getting in his mentions, and it's just you and him defending him. I mean, Let's not pretend like you're not going to be involved. If Brett Gardner's getting attacked, you're coming out and defending him, and it's just going to be you and Brett Gardner teaming up on the rest of the internet.
0: Brett Gardner and Allison saving the world one tweet at a time.
1: That's the dream.
0: It actually is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so now that we're finally done with some Yankees news, because obviously it's a Yankees podcast, but we can also talk about baseball, right? Yeah. Talk about Justin freaking Verlander just coming out of the freaking hole he's been living in for the past However long this scandal has been, him and Kate Upton, you know, coming out, do 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 do, accepting the uh, the Cy Young Award and basically saying that the Astros are quote analytically and technologically advanced.
1: Oh my God, what a dick!
0: Okay, so you go into hiding while your entire team is defending themselves, and then you come out and you make a joke about the fact that you ruined the sport of baseball single-handedly after you were such a proponent of the fact that stealing signs and stealing in general is a wrong behavior?
1: Who do you think you are? I mean, the worst part about it is... I mean, he he was kind of right. <laughs> they are technologically and analytically advanced. Maybe too <laughs> technologically advanced because they started cheating via technology. But, like, I mean... It, this, this all circles back to who is on the Astros PR team that's either, A, not preparing them for the questions and comments that they're going to receive, or, B, telling them to say this stupid bullshit.
0: I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Astros PR person is a really good dude and is like, this is what you guys have to say. And the Astros are such delinquent and. They're such delinquents that they're just going off script and they're like, you know what? Screw you, PR man. And just yeah, say made they want. His report. Because guess what? The players aren't getting punished. Who's getting punished? The PR people.
1: It's, I mean, that's ridiculous. That also kind of springboards us. First of all, CC's reaction to that. Awesome. Awesome. Retired CeCe is, is the GOAT. Okay,
0: far. so I have decided that you were right last week and that he should be in the booth for these Astros games.
1: 100%. I'm gonna start
0: we're gonna start a petition for it. I think it's going to be wonderful content. Put the Yes Network even further on the map. Like, can you Absolutely. imagine how many more viewers you'd have if that was the case?
1: Oh, every literally everybody would tune in. Game one, the Houston Astros are in Yankee Stadium for the first time. Or right, I think we go to Houston first. Either way, we're playing the Astros for the first time since the sign stealing scandal broke. Who's coming in the booth today? Cece? Oh, they didn't make him sign a waiver that said he wouldn't curse. Let's Oops. go. <laughs>
0: Oops, we forgot something.
1: But that, that does springboard us into once again another PR disaster perpetrated <laughs> by the Astros. It's not really the Astros, but it's on their behalf. Scott Boris, who yep. we know Ooh. as just the worst person alive. Yep. He comes out and he tells, I think it was Ken Rosenthal of The mm-hmm. Athletic, he says, you know, I don't, I don't think the players have to apologize. I don't think they have to apologize. Because it's if you're driving 55 miles per hour, and you think the speed limit is 55, you don't know that you're speeding. You think you're going the speed limit. And then a cop pulls you over, and he says you were, it's 35 miles per hour. And you say, oh, I'll drive slower. Well, that doesn't get you out of a fucking ticket, Scott.
0: Scott Boris... <laughs> Scott Boris. I have, I have a problem with him. And it's, it's not just from this. I just, you know,
1: I just do. It. It's just his general persona. It's just like, he's literally, you've seen Entourage, right? No. Oh, well, there's, uh, there's an agent in Entourage who's like over the top about everything. He's literally Ari Gold. It's like, no matter what, he will, he will lie and scream and fight for his clients no matter what. Like, despite the fact that the commissioner's report explicitly stated that this was player-driven. He says, I don't know, the Astros put it into into effect. Uh, are you going to tell the players not to use it? Like, no, they created it. Uh,
0: I, I just can't. I can't with him. <laughs> I can't. Like, every time I just hear his name, I'm like, ugh.
1: I can't. He's the worst. He's the worst.
0: I mean, hey, listen, he's a good agent. He gets his people a lot of money. But at the same time, like, what is he protecting by saying that? He's protecting his money.
1: Yeah, but this also wasn't a situation where he had to comment on at all. He didn't didn't have to stick his head in here.
0: He had no reason to comment. But he's just like, oh, an issue that's sensitive and something that I'm not a part of. Mm, Sounds like I should definitely comment on it then.
1: Yeah, I mean, the commentary was dying down. It was like, all right, pitchers and catchers is almost here. Let's let's refocus. Let's focus up. Let's get ready for our guys are coming to spring. Their guys are going to spring. We got to see what we have, see what they have. Let's get ready for the 2020 season. Not let's keep talking about the Houston Astros, even though we keep doing it, because they keep doing stupid shit.
0: You're right. And we did actually get an apology, kind of.
1: So, but I don't really. I don't think it really counts. Dallas Keuchel's not on the Astros anymore.
0: He is not on the Astros, and everyone is going to say that it doesn't count because he's not on the Astros anymore. He so said it would have meant more if he said it while he was on the Astros. Okay, listen, if he did it while he was on the Astros, we've been over this. It wouldn't have been good for him. It would have been good for anybody. So, Dallas Keuchel says, da-da-da. It it's just what the state of baseball was at that point in time. Lie. Was it against was it against the rules? Yes it was. And I personally am sorry for what's come about the whole situation. And then he goes on to say that they did cheat, but not every game. Yeah, okay. Right. So I, you know, they probably cheated against let's see the Orioles you know, the those lower caliber teams, right? Yeah, that Detroit,
1: was Kansas City, maybe Miami Marlins in a in a interleague game. Who knows? Yeah. So
0: basically, Definitely not the team that matters. They didn't cheat every game, just the home games, right?
1: I mean, who knows at this point? Who knows?
0: This is, this is not an apology. It's a, it's an apology. It's a backhanded apology. Okay, it's basically saying, yeah, we were wrong, but. And that is not an apology, as my mother has taught me. <laughs> if you are going to make an apology, you say "I am sorry." You don't bring it back and say, "But this is what happened." Say you're sorry, and we move on.
1: Exactly. That's like uh, Jeff Luna in his in his press release after he got fired. He's like, "I take full responsibility," but but I'm not a cheater. I'm not a cheater. Like, no, yes, you are, Jeff. You just said you were taking full responsibility, and now you're saying you're not taking responsibility for the thing you just said you're taking full responsibility for. Get your act together, man.
0: Like, this is stuff we learn at the age of six and seven years old, to apologize when you make a mistake, to own up to it, to be accountable for your actions. And he's just like, yeah, I'm sorry, but we didn't do it all the time.
1: Yeah, no. yeah, you only selectively cheated. That's great. Congratulations. No.
0: I'm not okay with this. I, I'm happy that someone came out and said something, but I'm not happy with what was said. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just being spoiled. But to me, it's just this. Just it's a kick in the teeth. I mean, they knew it was wrong, and yet they did it anyway and then come out and say, yeah, but we didn't do it all the time, so that should make it okay.
1: It's also worth noting that Dallas Keuchel was a pitcher. Like, this is true. He, he didn't directly benefit from the scheme at all. He wasn't really taking part in it unless he was the one banging the trash can on his off days. Like Dallas Keuchel was only getting the, the secondary benefits of his team scoring more runs in his start. I don't, I don't think he's really the best one. I want to hear Bregman say sorry. I want to hear Altuve say sorry because they inflated their own stats. But instead, they'll just be like, oh, we'll be in the World Series again. Don't worry. And, oh, the commissioner made his report. Like, come on. PR 101. Let's go.
0: Yeah, I think the entire Houston Astros team needs to take take part in a positive PR class. Because right now, their reputation is just going down the drain. And it will continue to go down there. Because as spring training comes about, all these other teams are going to be asked about this sign-stealing scandal. I'm sure the Yankees aren't going to say anything because that's the way they're taught is to not say anything. But other teams during Fan Fest, the Braves are saying stuff. Freddie Freeman's saying stuff. You know, other players are commenting on this because it's upsetting to them because it ruins the integrity of the game. There's such like we talked about such a tri- trickle down effect that it's not just about those that directly play the Astros. It's about the entire sport.
1: It's also worth mentioning that video from the Southlake
0: DPS. (laughs) (laughs) I am shocked that they did that because they're a a Texas uh, Department of Public Safety. But it was pretty hilarious and creative. (laughs) I really enjoyed that. In case you guys haven't seen it, go on to ESNY. There is a a quick hit on it. Um, But basically, uh, a police department... Made this video, and this cop is there, you know, doing the radar gun on all these cars going past, and everyone's going perfectly the speed, and they're like, "Oh wow! And then it shows like some dude hiding behind the bush, like a little ways down from the police car, banging on a trash can to warn people of the police car there. Funny stuff funny oh, it's hysterical stuff. It's funny, <laughs> very creative, nice job, south lake p d That was awesome. Um and I know this is something you don't want to talk about but um it did uh, this week was a tough week for a lot of people um when I saw the news um about Kobe Bryant uh on Twitter first it came from TMZ I was not convinced it was real it still doesn't feel real um Yeah
1: I haven't said it out loud yet I probably yeah. will Continue to refrain from saying it out loud.
0: That's okay. Um, but basically, it just the past couple days have gone to show just how impactful and um, what a great career that this guy has had and in, in the lives he's, he's touched um, and basically transcended the game of baseball and, and to me often um, mirrored the career of Derek Jeter. So I'm not a basketball fan, I don't follow the NBA. I do know Kobe, um, and it's a, such a tragic and horrific loss. And, you know, I, it was very, very tough um, to hear all that news. Of course, that also brings about an idea of the media. You know, sometimes it's not always important to be first, but to be right. Um, yeah, that was,
1: sure. that was absolutely disgusting yeah. what TMZ did. I, yep. have, I mean, I have no words for that. To To break the story and put it online before the family even knows about it?
0: Right Jake, exactly. can you imagine
1: finding out news like that from t m z right come on,
0: yeah, so you know that that puts it in perspective for us, of course, too. you know some of these issues are are very serious, and you can't just go reporting without really knowing the full story um because what if they did report it and it didn't happen? That also gives them a, an absolute terrifying scare, but then it also you know goes to show that they they found out through the media, and that's sad, yeah. So, you know, um, obviously prayers to the, the families of the victims. Uh, you've got Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gianna Bryant, um, Alyssa Albatelli, um, Altobelli, sorry, Carrie Altobelli, um, John Altobelli, who also worked with Aaron Judge, as well as Jeff McNeil from the Mets, um, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and the pilot um, Ara Zobayan. So beyond, I don't really know how to pronounce it, but um, thoughts and prayers to their family. Obviously, it's been a very, very tough week for everyone, and um, he really impacted a lot of people. Uh, so that's kind of what I have to say about that. And you don't have to talk about it. You're fine. But No, it's, it's, it's
1: fine. It's, it's a tough loss. Uh, it really is. I, yeah, I think especially for um, this is, I mean, looking all the way down the line for the WNBA, I mean, Kobe Mm -hmm. Bryant did so much for attention for the WNBA. And are we going to act like his daughter wasn't going to be a star player? And I mean, she was she was probably going to be the one who took the WNBA from like, oh, like that's the women's league of the National Basketball League to the WNBA. And I don't know if anyone's Mm -hmm. ever watched a WNBA game. They're good. (laughs) Like they're good games. And I love listening to Ryan Rucco call them because I love Ryan Rucco. That's our guy. But, like, if you actually watch, there's a lot of skill that goes into it. There's just as much passion in the game as the men. Like, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic.
0: And honestly, I up until, you know, a couple of days ago, I didn't realize just how much of an impact he had on the WNBA and what a supporter he was um, of women's sports. And um, it was it was very phenomenal. Um, I really wish I'd paid more to, more attention to that. And but he did a great job of bringing it towards the spotlight, working with younger players Um Really trying to to make this world a better place for for women in sports. And obviously, I know there are a lot of people that are talking about his past and things like that, too. And um, all I can say is, yeah, yeah, I understand. But at the same time, you know, you did lose uh, a life of someone who really did grow from mistakes in the past and um, worked through it. So
1: yep well, it doesn't really seem appropriate now to joke about mookie Betts and the Red sox
0: Ha no. no, we can it's okay it's okay okay <laughs> um, did he elect to go to free agency
1: he He can elect this year, and he's been telling the Red Sox repeatedly, as is his right as a player who's been under contract for six years, that he wants to go to free agency. He wants open bidding on his services. Uh, Either the Red Sox are going to meet him at an exorbitant price tag, or he's going somewhere else. Or the Red Sox can bid for him, which I don't think they will because their payroll is pretty crazy already. Mm -hmm. So. I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point that he gets traded. Uh, The numbers that they came out with today, uh, the Red Sox offered him 10 years, 300 million as an extension, and Mm -hmm. he countered with 12 for 420. So they're not exactly close on that. Mm, Okay. It's about $120 million off.
0: I just, I, I can't imagine the Red Sox just letting him walk. I can't.
1: So, I mean they put themselves in this position. They don't that's true. their their payroll is is way too high. The Nathan Avaldi signing Nathan Avaldi for what was it? 60 million over 4 years. What do you think? That's $20 million a year. That's that's the Mookie Betts money you're looking for. That's the leftover money you need. But you're going to give it to Nathan Avaldi, who's maybe going to be your fourth starter for $20 million a year or $15 million a year? I don't think so. There's a reason yeah. no one else bid on him.
0: And speaking of payrolls.
1: What? <laughs> what um, about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It took yep. me a second there to reconnect the dots.
0: Yep. Payroll. Uh, hmm, yes. You know what it's about. The uh, oh, Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates uh, are freaking cheapos.
1: <laughs> their, their 2020 payroll as of right now is going to be. 43 million dollars give or take 43 to 44 million dollars that is so low they have two players making over five million dollars next year it's chris archer who's bad and gregory polanco also bad i mean I, I, how do you so what, how do you what is the worst that?
0: what is the worst possible record um what is the record for the worst record in Major League Baseball?
1: Oh, I have no I'm going to look it up right now cuz whatever it is, the mm, Pirates yep, it, are getting it this year.
0: They're they're making a run for it for sure. They are literally playing this off-season.
1: Oh no. Oh, they are not going to get the record. They are not going to get that? the record. It's they are fine. <laughs> they might not even finish in the bottom 10. What's the, the record? The worst MLB record of all time was the Cleveland Spiders 1899 they were 20 and 134
0: Could happen you never know
1: Wow that is a lot of loss I would not even go to work
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what happened they all <laughs> stopped going to work
1: Yeah but also to put this in perspective of how little the Pirates are paying their roster uh let me do some quick math here um Yeah, okay. That lines up. The Pirates are paying exactly... This year, they're paying exactly one Garrett Cole and one Brett Gardner for their entire team. The whole thing. The Yankees are spending that on two players. One of them is only okay.
0: Who is that, Garrett Cole?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. No, (laughs) Brett (laughs) Gardner What, we're talking about a guy who's in like the last couple years of his career and we're Garrett just Cole, trying to, yeah. yeah, Garrett Cole, obviously. We're just trying to send him off into the sunset for his long Yankees career. That definitely hasn't started yet because it's Garrett Cole <laughs> that we're talking about, not Brett Gardner. And we're talking about that guy's contract is worth like 20% of what the, of what the pirates are spending this year on their whole team. When that is it so into, preposterous.
0: When you put it into those terms, <laughs> we could laugh because we're Yankees fans. But like, yeah. oh my
1: god! Uh, even Yankee not for Yankees fans, fan?
0: do they even exist?
1: <laughs> I know They they can't now. You imagine your 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 big contractor in your team right now is Chris Archer. You're gonna have Pirates Twitter going off and be like, "Can't believe Archer thinks he's worth this kind of money. He's got to put in more work." it's five million dollars
0: (laughs) i'm definitely going to start uh trying to trying to immerse myself in pirates twitter because i really want to see what's going on over there pretty soon pirates twitter is going to be running this team because it's it's cheap enough
1: they can't 43 million (laughs) dollars That is so ridiculously low. This oh. coming off the, the Starling Marte trade to Arizona Diamondbacks.
0: Oh, right. Jackson. Okay.
1: Yeah. That might be that might be an interesting fit. Uh oh no. They're even <laughs> the Orioles are only at 65. Oh
0: jeez. Babies, what is you doing?
1: Damn. That is ugly.
0: Well, you know, that's, that's when we feel blessed to uh, be a fan of the New York Yankees, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. One Garrett Cole and one Brett Gardner for the entire team. No, we have both of those guys and then, like, 100 other high-priced tag guys. We are literally yep. more than $200 million more expensive than the Pittsburgh Pirates.
0: Oh, my God. Pirates World Series 2020, let's go.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Can you just imagine like they're out money balling themselves? They're like,
1: yeah, they're money balling so hard that they're like, I think uh, these guys might be able to win in double a maybe.
0: (laughs) I, you know what? I can't wait to see your face when halfway through the season they're in first place.
1: Yeah. They go on a 20 game win streak.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, 10 years from now they make
1: another movie about it.
0: Wait, then who's going to play us?
1: Ugh, we're I don't, I, it. we're Listen,
0: calling it.
1: I'll reprise the role. I'll reprise the role.
0: I'm not a very good actress, so um, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out.
1: We'll just do. It'll just be a recording of the podcast. We'll just do voice acting.
0: Okay, perfect. I can do that.
1: <laughs> All right. What else do we have here?
0: What um. <laughs> ah, we covered everything on my list.
1: All right, we covered everything on mine too. I'm sure as soon as we hang up. This call, something's gonna come up. Um, can't think Greg of it right. Greg Bird to
0: the Rockies. Greg Bird to the Rockies. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Yeah, you know what? Let's just let's just put that on the book right now. We, as a podcast, are predicting at this very moment that at the start of the 2020 season, Greg Bird will be playing first base for the Colorado Rockies, and he'll be starting. Oh. Double down. Double down on it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yep, let's do it. Yep, that's it.
1: All right, that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, I also just want to give a quick shout-out to our guy, Zach Cohn. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I just want to know. Listen, bud, we're thinking about you. So, you know, just keep working. I hope everything works out. Uh, I don't want to air out anything on the podcast, but, We love
0: you, Zach.
1: Yes, we do. All right. One of our fave guests. One of our favorites. Two-time guest. Hysterical. (laughs) Not a fan of you.
0: Well, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. who is though? I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> you really got him with our pitchers really athletes thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, that just slipped right out. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know All what right. happened. Leave a five star review. Thank you to everyone who left reviews for the contest. Uh who won? Mike B, right?
0: Yeah, Mike B. Mike...
1: Mike B1. I'm going to DM Mike B. Hopefully his DMs are open. Otherwise, he's not getting any tickets. Listen, you got
0: to let him slide into your DMs or else no tickets for you, Mike B.
1: Exactly. All right. See you next week.
0: Okay. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.